What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Top Drawer Podcast. Adam and Alex here with you, as always. Match Week 9 is done. We have real football to talk about. No more pretend lineups and five-asides for us, at least not until March. So we're going to get right into the rundown and then get into the meat and potatoes of this. Chelsea continue their new strategy of scoring more goals than the other team as they beat Newcastle 2-0. In a shocking twist of fate, VAR actually gets something right as a late penalty is rightfully overturned, allowing Brighton to see it out over Villa 2-1. City had the ball, but Jose took the points as Spurs go top of the table. Spurs 2, City 0. Now stop me if you've heard this before. Manchester United score via penalty. And for bonus points, Eastern European nightclub FC had a penalty overturned and United's 1-0 win. Richarlison's back in the team, and that means Everton's back in the goals as a brace from DCL helped get them past Fulham 3-2. Sheffield find continued consistency by not winning any points. And for the first 51 minutes, Leeds owned the match and were truly unlucky to have nothing to show for it. It wasn't until the 52nd minute when Pepe was shown a straight red for Arsenal and they found their way back into the game, playing with 10 men rather than playing with Pepe, the true Arteta way. Johnny Evans scores one of the goals of his life. It's an own goal, but a stunner nonetheless, as Liverpool deflate high-flying Leicester 3-0. Buried on a Monday, thankfully, Burnley top Palace 1-0. And in a match week that featured a goal from Danny Welbeck, an assist from Adam Lalana, Theo Walcott continued his blast from the past weekend by scoring his first goal in nearly two years, a Southampton draw with Wolves 1-1. It's good to uh, have something to watch, isn't it? It's good to be back. It's good to be back. I don't want to have to try to sit down midweek and try to figure out some game that we can play on Instagram yeah. that we can entertain our adhering fans with. I, I, I'm done with that. We have football back now. Yeah, we're I not. be happier. Yeah, we're not the main source of entertainment. We're like the, I don't want to say parasitic source of entertainment because that's too harsh on us. Yeah, we're the know. symbiotic that's source. It. You that's know what it. I mean? We're stuck to you, we're attached to you, but you kind of enjoy it. And we help, right? We help. And it's like, you know what? This isn't so abrasive that it pisses me off. I'll let it go. So I'll go with it. Yeah. Yeah. This is it. And and soccer's back, football's back, whatever continent you're from. Yeah. There's just something to just sit back, take a deep breath. International breaks over. Nobody got shot or died or anything. I don't know. I mean. Who knows what's going on in this world, but. It's just good to be back. It's good to talk to you. It's good to be here. Yeah, I'm glad. Glad we've got stuff to chew on. Um, so, yeah, we don't have another one until March. I do want to have a bit of bookkeeping, clerical notes, if you will. Okay. I realized that when we did the episode two weeks ago, all of the times that I took from the PL website mm-hmm. had mm-hmm. like almost all Saturday 10 a.m.s. And I didn't yes. notice until after we recorded last week's that times I believe were updated because on my life, when I wrote that schedule two weeks ago from their website, that's what it was. Cause I legitimately copy and paste it because I'm too lazy right. to type it. And I was just about to think about, was there a, um, a, a daylight savings here in the U S which is after England, no, but, but the issue is they changed what games run. Yeah, what day. I don't think, I don't think they had, or, or maybe it was an, there was a clerical error somewhere, whatever. But it was one of those things that will just... It wasn't on our part. It was cut on Cut me to part. my core if I don't address it. Um, 
So how how was your your match watching weekend? What what grabbed you by the balls? It was good, you know. Here in the states, we wake up in the morning, and you know, I most certainly didn't forget. But I woke up Saturday morning. There's football on today. I was in bed for the seven thirty game. Watched Very nice. It, watched everything, and then you know, you catch a halftime. You get up, you take a shower, you get your coffee, you get up, you move yourself to the living room or wherever you're going to be, and then you watch the the slate for the for the early after early or late late morning early afternoon games. Um, but I'll say I started with, uh, Villa Brighton and to be fair, it was a good game. It was one of those games that's, it's not that it's end to end all the time. It's not, even though it was at times, it was just a hard fought game. There were two teams that were fighting for different, different places in the league, but fighting for their positions. Um, Watching Jack Grealish struggle after Ross Barkley gets substituted out in like the 18th minute uh, with an injury. I mean, hopefully he's all right. I don't know the extent to it. Um, But watching him struggle, we've talked about this all year. Russ Barkley has provided him, at least as much as we're not a big fan of Russ Barkley, provided him more talent than he has on the pitch with the rest of his team. So to allow him to go forward. And, and to and to stretch the pitch out and to be in the box trying to finish for goals. You didn't see that. You saw yeah. him going back to the back line and grabbing the ball and trying to make plays that he just couldn't do. Yeah, he had to he had to do both parts of the job and and that, you know, seemingly has been part of the difference in them going forward. Um you know, Graham Potter has Brighton playing like you know, if there were playoffs or you know, anything like that in the Premier League, they would be one of those teams that probably wouldn't make it. But if you were in the hunt, you would not want them on one of your last, like, week, no. two or three weeks left in the season if you needed every point available. Yeah, that's not the underdog you're looking to go up against. Yeah, they're a tricky side. They play well. They've got our man-child. They have our godson on the team, Tariq Lamptey. Tariq Lamptey. Second best right back in England. Hmm. Um, he got he got hard done, didn't he? He got that second yellow right at the end of the game. I mean, end of the game, and then the penalty comes right then, which is then disallowed it, as you so rightly mentioned. Um, but I, there was a there was a shot from him. Hey, so first of all, I suppose you could argue it. And in my opinion, that's no way a yellow. Now, if you want to make the case that that's his 15th foul on the pitch in the second half and he's giving him his second yellow because of that. Seemed oh, harsh. You're, 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 you're fighting an uphill battle there, but okay. Um, but yeah, it was a harsh yellow, especially re-watching it. But then there was a shot of him. He had finally gotten off the pitch and he was getting towards the tunnel in the corner and the penalty had just been given. He heard the whistle and the camera switches to him. And yeah. he turns around and sees that a penalty is given, like, yeah. you know, 20 seconds after he's off the pitch. And then he turns back towards the camera, towards the tunnel, and then just the sheer... Because he didn't see that it was disallowed. Right. He just saw it given and went, oh, that was me. I did that. Yeah, uh, you know, the weird thing about that is there was almost two instances of a penalty like that this weekend. And I know we don't have any real plans to talk about United, but Eastern European Nightclub FC was hard done by 
the in the inverse, if you will. It was almost the exact inverse. Where the penalty was called. Wait. Hang on. Am I, I'm confusing myself. The penalty wasn't called. He goes no, to VAR. He goes look, to review, yeah. And claims, no, he got the ball. He got the ball. Now, I'm fine with that. If you truly win the ball, like in this case, and don't have some reckless follow-through like there was in the Brighton match, it shouldn't be a penalty, right? To me, they were both penalties. Yeah? You thought the Brighton one was a penalty? I did. I think yeah, he I, barely... He, he got the ball. Barely touched. Uh, but but as... as well, See, but the issue is... I don't want to get too in the weeds about this. I, I think I think the call... For me, it was a penalty. I'm not like up in arms that it wasn't, that it's going to ruin the game and you're making bad precedent. I think he was coming... One leg's up and down, the second one's perpendicular to it, and it's coming, and two shins hit each other. Now, his toe hit the ball, went between the legs. I think all of that happened. But there was contact in the box at the legs. He fell over. That's, I mean, it's a penalty. Well, so, I mean, I guess the question is, is it a penalty, though? Is that the rule? I mean, it's a foul outside the box. Is it a foul? Is it uh, really? I mean, because you can have contact with the shins if you win the ball. Yeah, I mean, outside of the box, there tends to be this discretion of, well, how much of the ball did he win? Did and he inside, first and inside the box, there's the opposite. There, exactly. Where it's, it's if if something happens, but also if you go down, there's also ones where I don't know. The, the box is weird. Um, well, this is the thing. Referees get so timid in there it seems like where it's like the closest thing that happens is a foul or it's a penalty one way or the other and it's like well okay that may or may not have been that way because the idea is it needs to be the same foul that you would call on yeah if it's a foul anywhere else it's a penalty right. a like foul is a foul it it's just a foul in the box right. is a penalty it's not that there are different types of it but we're gonna get two in the weeds here yeah. i thought it was a foul because i thought there was contact and he didn't win enough of the ball he Fair won enough. the ball, or he hit the ball, but I don't think he won enough. Of it for See, that. I, I thought I thought he won the ball, but he barely touched Trezeguet, and Trezeguet... Oh, he made a meal of it, Well, I'm okay if you make a meal of it, because you have to, because um, we've seen that plenty of times. If you don't go down, you don't get a call. Exactly. Um, I just don't think the touching of his legs, I don't know if it impeded him, or I don't know. I don't know. But, like, yeah, we, we are getting a little bit into it. Mm-hmm. Um. So, uh, also, our, our buddy Richarlison, he was back. I tell you, I, I don't know that at any point in my life that I would say Richarlison being the playmaker, especially when was he's the on the straw pitch that with stirred Hamez. the drink, right? Yeah, especially on the pitch with Hamez. He comes back, what are we, minute 20 into the game? Right away. Right uh, away. Plays that ball into the box, yep. There was nobody for the three games that he was gone, nobody in any of those three games that would drive towards the byline. I in any any fero- idea what to do with the ball going into the final Any third. ferocity towards the byline and then proceeded to know how to just, you know, swing your left foot at it. You, right? You're going to run it out of bounds, so just swing your left foot at it yep. and get it into the box. Figure out, I, Let them figure it out. It's their job to be there. Just get it there type of shit. Yep. 
it's not as refined as you may like, but now, it's not Man City where they play tic tac all the way yeah. to the byline, and then they have the trailer coming through the box and they yeah, pull the but ball. Sometimes, back, but sometimes, sometimes you just put the ball in the box, and when you have DCL standing there who's been running running goals this entire season, just get the ball to him. He'll put it in the net. It's fine. I mean, Dominic Calvert Lewandowski, right? He's Give him the service. Give him the service. Well, I'm not going to claim him as my guy. I like him. I mean, I don't want him. Oh. Well, I'm happy for you. Happy for yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. So they're they're back in it. Uh, Fulham. Can, can they? De- can you decline penalties? They should if you can. Can you do that? Can you be like? Huh, I mean, you might as it. well just kick it towards the corner flag, right? Just, just, just. Eh. Right. There you Thank, go. Thanks for the call. However, uh, we. Uh, Politely decline. Can you can say can we substitute out a free kick like back at the 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 halfway line? Right. We'll just take one back there. Just Clearly, we in. won't score right. from there. Right. Yeah, we'll take a throw in. It's fine. It's Put fine. that in Arsene Wenger's proposed rules. You can decline penalties if you're fucking <laughs> shit at them. I'm fine with that. We'll just kick off from the center from the center. Just line give it a goal kick. Yeah. We'll just open yeah. play. Drop ball. I, I mean, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> just don't make us take a penalty. They're not good at it. They're they, not it, good at it. I don't understand it. Hard up, bad luck, but two weeks in a row that they have a penalty to tie the game and they come up with nothing. Yeah. Not, not the situation you want to be in. What else uh what else did you have? Let's, let's run through these. Um before we get into the, the real meat and potatoes of this, um I just want to point out I don't know that we've mentioned this before on this podcast, but it needs to be said. Chelsea's away kits are so fucking awful. Those pink with the shoulders are purple that streak down. Oh, the, the pretend Crystal Palace ones. Oh yeah. my goodness gracious! There's so many bad kits this year. Like agreed. Liverpool's I have bad kits third are, kits. Yeah. Oh my god, yours are terrible. Liverpool's are absolutely abhorrent. That was the mm-hmm. thing about switching to Nike. Like, yeah, it's the money. Yeah, it's the outreach. But New Balance always made like class kits and now like nike has you know like three templates and that's all they fucking use for everybody in the world correct it's terrible there's a bunch of them that are really bad i just wanted to point that out i I was re-watching some of the highlights for for the the, uh chelsea game i I can't look at them i can't i can't look at them they're bad um but but let's move on to to the real to the real hardiness that we got here uh liverpool leicester Liverpool 3-0 over Leicester. Um, I think when that game was played, took top of the league up nope. until Tottenham. No, because so Tottenham was already. Tottenham you're, went, you're tied on points with yep, Tottenham. Tottenham That's went right. before Liverpool. But you would have had to score 12-0 to, to get above Tottenham. You were like a you have like a 10-goal yeah, differential ten, difference. Liverpool's 10 back on Tottenham in goals, uh, goal yeah. difference. You know, it's weird. Liverpool is uh, of the seven games since Van Dyke has gone out. They've won six, drawn one, and I believe conceded three. Compared to seven in one match against Aston Villa. So I clearly it's the, it's the Joel Madtip effect. What can I say? Hey, that man is just watch him like in a game. If you have nothing to do with two hours of your life, just watch a replay or watch him and just focus on him. The weird shit he does, like, you can't even describe it. But the guy, the guy is, he's something else. But 
He can play. He can't stay healthy, but he can play. No, he cannot. It was nice that Liverpool could actually put someone who wasn't a 19-year-old next to uh, a senior center back. I mean, it was was a midfielder, but... You kind of sacrifice your best uh, holding mid to go back. But you do what you do. You do what you have to do. Um, I'll tell you this. That was the best we've ever played against Leicester bar last year's Boxing Day match. Mm-hmm. I think it was Boxing Day when we beat him. I mean, it might not have been Boxing Day. I can't remember. I was driving to Canada for work, so maybe it wasn't. I don't think it was Boxing Day, but it but was, it was like, after. It was, it was right yeah, after. It was like but when we January like when Liv- first or yeah second. when Liverpool beat him four nil. Normally, uh, Vardy, you know, he makes it interesting. I mean, the guy's class, but he makes it interesting against Liverpool, and he he like didn't have a sniff at any point yesterday. He really didn't. Ago. His best, his best, uh, um, his best spots in that entire match was in providing, and and it was it was a little more ticky tack providing than anything else. Outside oh. of that, he he was kept pretty silent. Um, I although I one thing I wanted to watch in watching that game was seeing how your backline would perform, seeing how Liverpool's backline would perform, um. They did drop back a little bit, which Robbie Royal and uh, 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 Howard were talking about. You know, seeing they probably were going to drop a little bit. As they always hold a high line when when Van Dyke's in there, everybody's in there is a super high line. They let that step back a little bit, which of course you give you cushion. You're, you're not as athletic, whatever. Um, there were some cracks that were shown, but not to be not expected. If you'll allow for the double negative there. You would expect that, right? right? We have we have a midfielder and a and a second choice center back back here trying to hold the line against what is conceivably a a, a league leader uh team. There was a couple of chances when uh Vardy kicked uh, uh he got a little ticky tack with Barnes or it was Albright Barnes. Javi Barnes. Javi Barnes. And uh, Barnes opened his hips and just, and sent, just it, sent it, it across. Yeah, yep. Allison yep. dove, but it was he had it covered the entire way. Uh, James Justin had a miss where he had a nice just cut across. Um, it was he was in between uh, a Milner and I don't know and who was trailing him from post. behind. It looked yeah. like Allison probably had it covered, but it hit his it hit his towel on the outside of the post. It was close. Yep. I mean. That and then there was a uh, 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 Mark Albrighton um, miss right like on the ninety fourth. Yeah, he minute. put that like in the second tier. Yeah, but he was there, right? The he ball was, came to was, him yeah. just behind the penalty spot, and he was there. And my only point in saying any of this is 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 there is if 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 first choice center backs aren't healthy soon, these may be cracks and avenues that that maybe better players can exploit. So again, you or just think, an off night might allow in type of thing. But you know, sometimes you know they say necessity is the mother of all invention. Mm-hmm. Now they're not reinventing themselves, but the necessity to make sure they stop messing up on the back line and they tighten up because they don't have Van Dyke, who you can say, "Well, we'll get it right eventually." They don't have Joe Gomez. They mm-hmm. have all these injuries where it's almost they're now forced to say, okay, let's go to our fundamentals. Let's go to our basic. Let's let's win this match defensively on the training ground. 
Yeah. You know, and that can only take you so far if you don't have the horses to run a, to run a race. And I'm not telling you, you know, Bryce Williams is the second coming. Yeah. You know, Nat Phillips, you know, but they've played well in those spots. And I mean, it's pretty clear come January, there'll be reinforcements in. Cause they just, yeah, I mean, you that's... know, they have to, they, they just, they almost I mean, don't Dyke's even have not... the warm yeah. bodies. Van Dyke's not coming back anytime soon. Joe Gomez has kind of the same problem as uh, Joel Matip. There's a health issue that's there. Fabinho can't stay on the back line. He's a good guy to bring back and go, hey, you got to play a center back this game or next game. I mean, he'll he, play. He, I mean, he, can't, he can't do a full season. Not, not saying he can't physically. I don't think Liverpool can sacrifice him in the midfield well, for half a season if you to can play keep, center back. If you back. can keep Henderson healthy, if you can keep uh, Wijnaldum healthy, which he's an iron man for us, you know, Curtis Jones, you couldn't tell me he was 19 on Sunday. True. Uh, we all know, uh, uh, Liverpool fans all know that he's got uh, an attacking prowess. The question coming into this year, if he was going to be getting these big first-team minutes, was what kind of defensive work can he do? And he was mm-hmm. absolutely all over. He was boss. I mean, he didn't put a foot wrong. He was everywhere he needed to be. So you start getting things like that. Um, you can, it makes it a little bit easier. You know, Tiago is coming back here shortly, which, you know, he's played what? 60 minutes. Yeah. 45 minutes of, of Premier League matches. So, but it kind of, it kind of brings me to what I really wanted to get into for the night. Um, before we get into the last game, we can talk about Klopp. Did you see his post game comments? He had about an eight minute I did not eight minute post game presser on the side of the field. And he really went in again on Sky and BT about the schedules. Playing on a Wednesday night and playing a twelve thirty Saturday. Right? And then it's just twelve thirty for them. And it just not being feasible. And not just mm-hmm. for Liverpool. And he tried to make that distinction saying, you know, every time I say this, people say I'm just talking about Liverpool. And and his point was, I'm not talking about, I'm talking in general. You know, you have these teams that are playing in Europe, and then they come back and they have to do this. And I, I, I'm i not sure who it was uh, for Sky who was interviewing him. It might have been Jim Belgian. I'm not sure. Um, but he says, you know, Jurgen, he goes, that's not completely fair to put it all on the broadcasters. And he's trying to say, you know, the teams signed the contracts. They have to agree. And right. And he... He makes a point of saying, look, if someone brings up the contracts, I'm going to really go crazy. Like, COVID has changed everything. Who cares that we signed the contracts? It was before a global pandemic happened. Correct. And you just, because he also, he also talked about when he substitutes. He wants to substitute sooner in a lot of matches, but he knows he can't because if a muscle injury comes, he's going to play with nine men. Mm-hmm. So he's got to wait until the end to say, okay the match is all but completed, I can start taking some people off. And if I right. go down to 10 men because of an injury, I, I don't have 20 minutes to defend shorthanded because right. the Premier League has continued to drag their feet on keeping the the, the fifth sub out or the fourth and fifth sub out, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's... It's a real shame because you're seeing it not just with Liverpool, but they're 
there have been so many soft tissue injuries this season mm-hmm. that, and I don't want to hear from people. And you, it, it's this weird. I don't know. I got to be careful on the word I use to describe this. It's it's even worse than like Stockholm syndrome, because the people saying these things aren't the ones that are captive. Mm-hmm. but it's people siding with billionaires when it comes to sports, right? Siding with the owners I, I, and right. the billionaires There's... of, you know, media conglomerates. Like I, I can't mm. understand it. And then blaming the players. Oh, poor multimillionaire players have to play a soccer game twice a week. And it's like, what a kindergarten mindset. Like, right. You want to watch it, right? You want to see the best players play. Wouldn't you like their legs to work? Right. Wouldn't you prefer the two day, wouldn't you prefer instead of a four day break or a three and a half day break, a five day break, and you can have all the players that you would like to watch on the pitch? And he wasn't even talking about that. He was saying, "Look, the way the recovery works." He was. He mentioned United flying back from Istanbul. He's like, "You're not leaving until midnight, so the next day's soft uh, tissue recovery is basically it's off, and you kind of mm-hmm. have to do that into Friday." And then Friday's light training is off because it has to be a recovery day. And then Saturday, you don't have a pre-match recovery and and uh, physio because right. you're playing at 1230. So he was saying no matches should start within 72 hours of each other, period. Agreed. So don't – he wasn't asking to play Sunday or to play Monday because I'd screw up down the – but if you played Wednesday night, can't play the early games – on Saturday, yeah. play the night games and mm-hmm. double them up. But the problem is, they want to they want to put everyone in their TV slots. Yeah, gotta have the money. I can't I can't have Burnley and whatever opening it up. Burnley and Wolves. I can't have them playing the the you know the the two p.m. slot in England or the twelve thirty spot spot here in in America. I know those times don't work out, but the point is, I can't have them paying playing those spots. I need Liverpool and Leicester playing those spots. And it's, I need but it's, United it's so and dumb. City playing those spots. It's so dumb because, you know, and then you see these responses like, well, maybe they can't buy Van Dyke with that money, so maybe they should, or maybe they should give some of that money back. And it's like, how is that any of to the whom? point? Well, right, back, to back to the broadcasters. If you don't like how they do business, why are you taking their money? Like, what? What a non-correlated argument. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. what in the hell does that have to do with anything? And I just don't understand fans' point of views from that because, like, you watch the games. As much as Nat Phillips played really well in his first start, as much as Rice Williams has played really well in his, uh, I believe, three appearances, I want to see Virgil van Dyke and Joe Gomez and Joe Matip and Trent yep. Alexander-Arnold. Like, I, these are the players I want to see. Yeah. Right? As That is my club. I don't want to see Henderson out with an injury. I don't want to see Tiago out with an injury. Like, how, how is this hard to understand? And if the issue is that, well, maybe the TV companies don't get to hog a time slot with one team and they have to split their own revenue in a time slot, how is that? the side that you as a fan are going right. to take. This is an hour problem. It's unbelievable. You know, like it's, it's, it's insane. And 
So I imagine with with Klopp, what I don't want to say it's his issue, but he has probably as a, a higher disposition, predisposition to this is is in Germany they get a winter break. And I don't exactly know the times prior to Christmas, post Christmas, whenever it is. It's like a two week break because this is when the schedule, and no matter what league you're in, if you're in Champions League, if you're in a home division, if you have a a, a home league cup somewhere in there, this is when all the games get bottlenecked. It just happens for some particular reason. And, and it- in Germany, they get this, they get that break. And I'm sure he's he's not wrong in general for the Premier League, and I 100% agree with him. But he's probably also, or he definitely is also coming from a country where you get a whole two weeks off right in the middle of the year that we're coming, or the time we're coming into right now in the year. It's not even just Klopp or Germany. I mean, I'm pretty sure England, for all intents and purposes, is the only top five European league that does not have a winter break. I don't know that for a fact. However, that sounds right to me. So, I mean, and it's just clear that they need to do something. And, you know, you're going to have, especially when you're going to have, you're going to have back-to-back years with Euros and World Cup. Mm-hmm. So then what? And then you've got Africa Cup of Nations. I mean, it's just. And then we get the Nations League back. Oh, there you go. Oh, league. my God. Yeah. I just remember all those great highlights that our father and grandfather showed us of mm, the nations, mm. UEFA's Nations League from like, remember that year 2019? Mm-hmm, yeah, it was, mm-hmm. oh, it was great. Yeah, it was all a good one. That was you know, one of my favorite, one of my favorite. It was also, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was outstanding. Just the, the history and the all the right. pomp it, it, and circumstance that come with it. And so this is kind of what, not just the Premier League, but but uh, uh, European football, especially in general, has turned into it is how many different competitions and leagues can we stuff into the same six to eight month period? Well, you know the. It's, and I mean, it's, I'm surprised 38 games has maintained since 1992 since the start of the pre- since the start of uh, uh, the Premier League. Yeah, I mean it's it's all the proliferation of of money, right? You know, as these schedules or as these TV schedules change and grow, so does the money. And we all know billionaires like being billionaires and they want to be more billionaires, which, you know, if I was a billionaire, I would probably enjoy it as well and I would like more billions also. So, I probably mean, you got to kind of but it was it was nice to have him really kind of go in on it. But at the same time, seeing the backlash from people, again, like siding with BT. Like, it's so weird. It's like a guy asking for a raise and be like, oh, you don't like your job? You don't like how much you get paid? Why don't you try not having your job and see how bad? Well, yeah, you're right. That would be much worse. However, that is not relevant to this conversation. Right. This is not. This is not what we're talking about. Right. So... I also wanted to 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 end this week's matches with we got to talk about league leaders mm-hmm. uh, Tottenham. You know, we talked about I think it was 2 weeks ago about saying like, you know, you kind of just look and they're there and you're like, you know, it's an elephant in a coconut tree or whatever that fucking saying is. 
Yep. Like, it's there, but you're not sure how it got there, who put it there, but blah, 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 it's there. You know, the more and more you watch them, I, I, I still don't give them 100%, like, credence. And I don't know if that's a personal disposition. But you can understand how they're playing as well as they are. Um, yeah, I mean... It- it's weird. I mean, you see Harry Kane, you see Son. Of course, everybody's gonna look at them. I mean, because they're fantastic. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you look at them? Um, but but Jose Mourinho, where is where I think I just cut you off at. It, he's, I don't know, being a Man United fan and have watching Jose Mourinho coach my team, and then go, he took us to second one year. It was a sloppy it was second. The year he got fired. And, or, no, it was it was the year was before. The year, he got well, fired. well, he got fired mid-season, but so yeah. I mean, it was the but it was a sloppy second. This, if they continue this form, is not a sloppy second that they will show up in. If they hit second, it'll be a good-looking second, and just man, they just missed first type of thing, just missed the championship. But uh, he seems to to just say to to Harry Kane and 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 Son, just go. Well, just, you guys just go and do it. I'll I'll sort the back line out. You guys just go on and. But see, fuck I don't think out. I don't think that I don't think that's true. I'm going to take umbrage with that because if you look at Harry Kane's natural positioning, he's I think he has 45 goal involvement since Jose Mourinho took over at at Spurs. Harry Kane does. It's insane. It's insane. And if yeah. you look at his relative positioning. Like he's turned into what it's Roberto what Roberto Firmino did two years ago. I mean, it's how he still plays. I know everyone's gonna say he doesn't score. Also, how does someone not score a goal by one centimeter? Did you see that with Firmino? Yeah. That was insane. Yeah. The but, header off the post, yeah. So Kane is playing this complete different player. Where, mind you, we're talking about a guy who, in a post match press conference in a match that his team won swore on his daughter's life that a goal given to one of his teammates actually was his own goal. Mm. Like, this is who Harry Kane was at least a year and a half, two years ago. And uh, so, and now, Jose Mourinho has turned into the you know, Harry this Kane creator, whisperer. right? Yeah. And what's weird is because if you look at how Tottenham are kind of assembled and how that United squad was assembled, when he was there, there's similarities where your your key players are up front. Top heavy, yeah. And your back line and the defensive part of your midfield are more suspect. And yet, am I right in this saying that they have... Um, I... I, I I'm trying to think about how many clean sheets they have right now. Maybe I can look at my fancy list here. Uh, no more than four because the leader has four. Um, yeah. Yeah. So what? Maybe three. Yeah, I, I, I think yeah they're up there with in the tops of the clean sheets in the league, and it's it's not necessarily thanks to Hugo Lloris, even though he's kind of put it, putting in his best year that he's had in the last three or four years. Um. I don't know. Eric Dyer's on the back line. We're not fans of Eric Dyer. Yeah, but Eric Dyer's better on the back line than he is in midfield. Than he is in the midfield. Agreed. Agreed. But what's funny. It's weird. It's weird. Well, what's funny, and I think that's what you were getting at, is 
So what he couldn't do at United is get these subpar defend. I don't want to say subpar. It might be a bit harsh. But, you know, you've got Alderweireld that's older. Dyer, mm-hmm. who is now transitioning from a CDM into um, your center back. You know, you, you've got a less than, I don't know, how would you describe that back line? It's better than par. I mean, it's a an above average group, Yeah, I think right? that's about his best way to say it. But how he plays, you don't, like, you can't play with an above average group back there. Because that's what he, that's what he thrives on is that consistency in his game, right? Yeah, consistency of we're not that great, it, but I'm going to put you in a system that will better, that will take your skill from not great to, this will work for. But it's about his his game is about how it works on the pitch from his whiteboard, right? This is what he wants done. And he wants that consistency of this is the game plan and we're going to stay on the game plan. Mm. I'm going to see it executed. You would see that with like Pogba at United. He'd make a mistake and he'd get the hook. Yeah. Right. And, and cause he just, it was, you know, positioning mistakes. It was marking mistakes, things like just- fundamental mistakes that were, you know, Things like that that he doesn't stand for. Mm-hmm. But he's been able to take Tottenham and create that sense. And I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to start, you know, saying, oh, egos at United and they have none there. But for whatever reason, and who knows, maybe him getting bounced at United and everyone saying, you're done. It's yeah. past you, Jose. You, Turned you know, him around. He left Chelsea in disgrace the second time United put you on your back end for, you know, Oh, you know, Ole, like, I don't know. He's, and I got to give credit because I think we've been kind of, I know I've been kind of dismissive of them. Now this is not a ringing endorsement, but I think they're legit. Yeah. I mean, it, they keep showing up. Um, and, and the talent's still there, regardless of Jose's system, which seems to continue to work for them. I mean, Looking at the first the son's first goal or, or the first goal for son, um, Kane just stepping up and pulling the two center backs. He literally took one step yeah, forward yeah. when the ball was played, pulled both center backs to him. Son just crossed right where they were in the space and then slotted it home. I mean, those little things, right? So, so the skill is still there for the players, even if you're changing their position, changing how their uh, their their mentality on how they play. When, when when push comes to shove and they're in that position to score the goal, to provide the assist, to get out of the way, that killer instinct is still there. And, and I don't know, it's showing. It's showing for them. Yeah, and that's something, now I'm not some Harry Kane historian, but seeing that, that, that run, that or non-run that he made, normally mm-hmm. Harry is pointing and he's running into that open space. It was an anti-run. But that that looked like it was made on on the training pitch. Mm-hmm. He knew where Son was, and he stepped up, knowing it was both of them up front, and he was going to draw at least one of the defenders and create a space. Yep. And to get into it, he's he's my top drawer, top boy of the week, uh, and it's because of his off the ball stuff as much as it is his on the ball stuff. And that's mm-hmm. what I had highlighted, that he, he might as well had the assist for Son's goal. Because it doesn't. Notes, ha- I, I gave him an assist. I mean, he well, he has an assist. He has the second assist. 
Yeah, you know, but I no, I gave right. him that assist. I mean, because that doesn't happen if he doesn't step up. It just doesn't Correct. doesn't happen. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's a good shout. Uh, I I was kicking around that idea both for he ha- actually had an assist, and I think that was almost even more important considering uh, the game ended two nil. That was probably as, as important as you're going to get that early on in the game uh, against City. Um. I tried to go outside my comfort zone for my top drawer, top boy of the week, uh, and went with uh, Diego Jota. Um, now, not because he is the first Liverpool player ever to score in four consecutive opening. His first four. His first, His first four, four, yeah. four uh, Premier League games. Not because of that, although that is impressive, I suppose. I don't particularly care about that. What I care about is just his overall look. This is kind of more of like the last couple of weeks overall. Diego Jota has been a fantastic signing uh, for Liverpool. A, a steal at the price. I think if we paid um, him another he, forty million, it'd still be a steal. I, I, I mean, he he should continue to produce, and I won't be mad. But yeah, no, I agree. I think he's been fantastic this whole year, and I he has shows no sign of. This just being a, a switch to a new club and a new format and I'm thriving type of thing. It, it looks like he's the real deal. And uh, he's been exciting to watch. And, and, and um, against Leicester, he was none, none the different. He's got a goal. He had three or four opportunities. He provided a couple opportunities. I mean, he looked great, and he continues to. Yeah, he's also – he is my um... – our uh, shithousery moment of the week for mm-hmm. me. Because uh, there was something after the match that was shown in a highlight where he had a push on the back. Um, it was down at the bottom of the, like the bottom of the screen if you're watching by the touchline. Um, and they don't, they don't give the foul and it's, the ball goes out and it's still Liverpool throw. And, you know, he hollers something and he looks over at the ref and you can hear it because there's no one there. And he goes, next time I dive, <laughs> I just, I, you know, yeah. this is the stuff that you, I'm sure it's commonplace, right? The, the, the talking, yeah, but, with, but you experience, but it it's now. funny. Cause you hear it and he's saying, look, if you're not going to call the foul, if you don't want if like, if you don't want this in your game, like if you want to have a clean where you don't have to not give fouls on dives and yada, yada, he's well, call it when it's a real foul or else mm. I'm going down next time. I just, I loved it. I love that's it. not bad. That's not bad. Yeah. So he, uh, but but to go off of what you're saying, he you know it's I tried to tell my he's scoring more than when Salah did his record breaking year. He has more goals. He's on track sooner. more. Yeah. You know, at the same time, he has Firmino, he has Salah, he has Mane, he has a well oiled, put together Liverpool True. side. Where it's got to be nice. Came, it's got to be nice yeah, to come into that a little bit easier, right? Um, but anything but up. Anything but up from him. Yeah, no, I mean, he's exciting to watch every time I'm on the pitch. I, I, whenever I'm watching a Liverpool match, I, I'm always, I'm looking, while well, since he's been there, I'm looking for him. I'm looking to find him. Sorry about that. Uh, 
you know, difficulties recording remote and such. Um, but enough Diego Jata, right? I yeah. know that's why you guys tune in. So let's uh, let's take our eyes. Um, we got some we got some matches this week. Uh, had some today. You guys played against Istanbul. Easy work, four one. Four one. I mean, easier work than last time. Last time, that's right. Chelsea beat uh, Renee. They've officially qualified for the uh, last 16 of the Champions League. Um, Liverpool play tomorrow. City play tomorrow. And then Arsenal, Leicester, which uh, for anyone tuning in, that, that is what they're referred to as in the Europa League because we pronounce everyone phonetically in the Europa Correct. League. Um, and Spurs, they all play on uh, Thursday, which is U.S. Thanksgiving. And then looking forward to the weekend, uh, we start on Friday. We have a single match. We have Palace hosting Newcastle at 3 p.m. Again, all these times are Eastern Standard. Saturday is the big slate. We have Brighton kicking off early, hosting Liverpool. Um, Man City hosting Burnley at 10. We have Everton also at 10, hosting Leeds. And Eastern European Nightclub FC at 10 as well, hosting Sheffield. Sunday, our early match is Southampton hosting United. And then Chelsea hosting uh, league-leading Spurs at 11.30. And Arsenal Wolves at 2.15. And then a doubleheader on Monday afternoon, uh, Leicester-Fulham at 12.30. And West Ham-Villa at 3. So normally I ask you which one of those is going to pique your opinion. Yeah, Not many... Uh, is one major one, and that's uh, fair to say. Chelsea hosting the league leaders Spurs Correct. on uh, on Sunday, so pretty pretty safe to assume that 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 should be the one that we should probably highlight and circle. I mean, it is. I mean, league leaders are involved. Chelsea's there, sitting in third. Um, however, I'm. It doesn't feel like a third place Chelsea side, right? Well, so it's two teams, right? Because they had Chelsea with Kepa, and now they have Chelsea with a respectable goalkeeper. Exactly. Right. So, and still though, I, I'm I'm I don't know. They they got Varner, they got uh, Havertz, they got Mason Mount. Well, they have they got Ziet, Mendy no. at the back, but there's something that's just not right there. And I, to be honest, I think it's Frank Lampard and his design of the team from week to week. Well, they have Ziyech there now, and he's ever since he's come in, he didn't start the season playing. He was mm-hmm. uh, a bit injured. Ever since he's been fit, uh, he's really been he's been the bright. I don't want to say the bright spot. He's been their star player in the midfield. He's been yeah. the one that is he's really opened strings. them up. I mean, he's he's a great midfielder. He was a great signing when they got him. He along with. Um, Eduardo Mendy between the sticks, you know, or anyone other than that cardboard cutout Kappa. that was Kepa, you know, has made a world of a difference. And like we said, you know, giving giving the plaudits to Spurs, I mean, I think Chelsea's going to be a problem this year. I, unless something happens where they hit a bad form and they kind of have a mentality crack, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't think they're set up as is to go – on some sort of long run, they're pretty old in the back, but in this year in a vacuum, I think they are showing out well enough and playing well enough and have enough pieces to really be 
to be not just a thorn or a spoiler, someone that, you know, is there. I think, I mean, we've seen this year is wide open. So, yeah, I mean, contention's there for anybody that isn't named Manchester United. So, I mean, it's really wide open. Yeah. So. Or Manchester City is there. It's like their well, worst that. start to a league in like eight years or something. And to be fair, uh, just to add a second point to this, because um, I always have to have two apparently. Uh, Sunday, Southampton at United, and this is more personal for me. Southampton's going to be, I don't want to say the test. I have no inclination that we're going to beat them. Um, if Southampton put three on us, I probably wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, but, I mean, Ralph. You know, it's a, it, you know I, I, they got to show up. They just put 4-1 again on Istanbul. But, you know, let's, you know, go out there and start swinging some punches. You miss, you get knocked in the teeth. Okay, it happens. But I want you to go out there and, and, and at least put a showing on, right? Give yeah. it a shot. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, good luck, but, you know. Yeah. Here's, here's well, United, right? Me. Here's United as, you know, we have people like Evra on TV saying that teams can't be considered great teams until they win it three times, which is like the the greatest moving of the goalposts ever. Uh, so a team like that, that was once to those heights, is now saying, I hope we come out and show some fight against Southampton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fucking hell. It's all relative. All right. Well, I look forward to it. I can't wait for tomorrow. Uh, here in America, it is just like, Sports on steroids. College basketball's yes. back. College football's in full yes. swing. Thanksgiving is the holy day for the NFL football. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, Champions League tomorrow. I mean, there's just there's so oh, we much got Champions going on. League on Thanksgiving. No, we have Europa League on Thanksgiving. Oh, that's right. We got Arsenal mold. That's right. Um, I mean, it's everything. So it's going to be a good week. Going to be a good week. Good weekend. Uh, I'm excited for it. So, mm-hmm. as always, uh, I'm Adam. I'm Alex. And this is Top Drawer.